Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com, joined by Matthew. How are you getting on, Matthew? Very well, thanks, Colin. Very well. How are you? Good, yeah, not bad, not bad. You were just saying you're uh, mid-fast right now, so we're going to get double grumpy, Matthew, today. That'll be good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not feeling too bad, to be honest. I was joking uh, before we hit record. I'm paying, paying penance because uh, me and Julia were away for a couple of days and I ate a lot and I drank a lot, uh, especially in your brother's pub down in Bristol, which I thoroughly nice. recommend. But, uh, yeah, I thought, um, thought I'd behave myself for a few days, so I mid-fasting mid just now. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> I've not done one of them in a while. Maybe I need to do some penance as well. Yeah, never mind. Uh, one I've not day. started deflagulating yet, you know, no. hitting yourself on, on the back with a, <laughs> what would it be, like a leather belt or something? Oh, I do. well, let's not get into that, Matthew. That's, uh, that's for a different <laughs> show, different podcast altogether. Yeah, on this subscribe podcast. to our alternative show, yeah. <laughs> on this episode, however, not Matthew's uh, weird um, likes outside of this, uh, we're going to go into another Q&A. So we had more Q&As that come in, more questions, uh, and we'll supply the A's. Uh, so we have four more to go through, don't we, today? We've got Andrew, Yvette, Samantha, and Terry. So... Thanks again, folks, for responding to our request for questions. Um, it's great to get some actual listener voices on here. It's amazing. Uh, and quite a few of these came from our community too. So if you want to find that, that's over at indiepod.thepodcasthost.com, indiepod.thepodcast.com. Join in the community there and you'll see uh, some of these questions pop up. Get some discussions with these excellent people. So Matthew, shall we jump straight into them? Let's do it. Okay, this one is from Andrew. Hello, Colin and Matthew. It's Andrew Martin here from the Family Histories podcast. I'm about to enter the sixth season of my show and I wanted to try some advertising. So I'd like to know if either producing audio adverts to play in other people's podcasts or paying for space in podcast recommendation emails are good ideas. If so, which one do you think would work best? I look forward to your answer. Thanks, Andrew. All right. Cheers, Andrew. Good quality audio there. I like Andrew's uh, setup. Sounding very good. Yeah, well, I mean, six seasons. He's, he's been doing it a long time. Yeah, so yeah. Knows what uh, he's doing. good stamina and congratulations yeah. on the sixth season. Yeah, yeah. Genuine well done there, Andrew. That is um, that is an actual achievement, a real achievement there. So yeah, good work. But advertising, what do you think then, uh, Matthew? What will we um, what we'll dive into here? We had a couple of wee questions in there. What do you want to tackle first? Yeah, I wanted to to touch on audio ads because I, mm-hmm. I think I think we're both in agreement. Audio ads are brilliant for a lot of reasons. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's audio quality for listeners of an audio medium. Like, if you play mm-hmm. these on other shows, it's another podcast listener. So that you know, it's it's a very short leap for them to transition over to listening to your show as well. I think the tricky thing with these, I've no doubt that Andrew could put put together a good ad and we'll put a link in the show notes just for a little guide on that too on podcast trailers but yeah, yeah. the tricky part here really is finding the podcasts that like you want your ad to appear on and that you know want that maybe reciprocal uh, relationship or maybe they just outright you know have this as a product available that you could pay for so there are there are services out there i'm sure that was there not recently calling you were um talking to the the show was at um, Podcast Trailer Park with Ariel. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Hi. Yeah, they play trailers. Yeah, so definitely there's a few shows around like that that you can get your show on to. Um, there's even some host-specific ones, like Libsyn do that, don't they? They play some of their yeah. own customers' clips. So if you record a, um, a clip, they'll play it on their show. So that's a cool thing that they do too. So it might be that it's worth checking with your host whether they have one too. Um, but yeah, other shows, I think, I mean, I think first step here is to find like, there's the balance between really specific and then the kind of more general category based ones, isn't there? Like uh, to get really specific, like, you know, five, 10, 15 shows that are really like yours that you think the audience is a perfect fit. And that's probably going to take a bit of personal outreach, just getting in touch with those hosts and seeing if you can do a wee exchange or even it might not cost that much, like offering up, you know, $50, $100 or something for a wee play, um, depending on the size of their audience. That might get you through as well if you're willing to pay for advertising. But then this next step up is actually using the um, the tools that you can use for this. Like Buzzsprout, for example, has um, an advertising tool that you can sign up for. Uh, you don't need to host with them or anything, but they have a tool you can sign up as an advertiser. Pick a category. So it's kind of scattergun approach like you're just gonna have to choose like the sport category (laughs) so if you're a cricket podcast you're gonna end up playing on so an american football podcast and it's not exactly specific but um the cost is relatively low uh, but it's because it's kind of not that targeted but there are some more targeted platforms out there if you do a search around you can find some that let you play that like spot how targeted are spotify these days matthew do you know if we played with that in a while not for a while, but I think you can. I think you can get reasonably granular with these things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Some of them are better than others. So yeah, have a play around with that. But yeah, absolutely. The overall principle: if you can get your voice, thirty seconds, sixty seconds, sometimes nice bit of music behind it. Really get into the kind of format you want. Is something around very quick intro, what your show is about, very quick around who you are. And then another very quick, like, what is it you're solving? What are the benefits? What makes you unique? Like, how you solve the problem of your show, like, that you're you're tackling on your show. So you need to squeeze those in, really persuade people to listen. Um, and it's great getting your own personality across through your voice and everything in those ads. So, yeah, I think they work really well. So, yeah, that a good one, uh, Matthew? Yeah, I would, um, with this, like, just thinking about how I would do it, I would definitely, not to discount any of the tools you've mentioned, mm-hmm. but... I think a DIY approach, if you had a bit of time and even maybe a wee bit of financial budget to put behind this, yeah. I would maybe look at, there's a really cool tool I'll put in the show notes by Rephonic, that's R-E-P-H-O-N-I-C. Mm-hmm. And this tool, like you put, you type your podcast or any other podcast in there and it's like this 3D graph of listeners oh, already yeah, listening to it. Yeah, so it shows cool. you all the, the shows in your niche. And you might think, well, the listeners are already listening to these other shows, but it doesn't always yeah. work like that. There'll be loads yeah. of opportunity out there. So what you could maybe do is just research a few of these shows that are coming up quite close to your show. Mm-hmm. You know, they're maybe a bit bigger or more established in your own podcast. And it's either that reach out to say, do you want to just do something that's reciprocal? You know, I'll advertise on your show, you, you'll yeah. do it on mine. Or maybe if they're a bit bigger, it might just be one of those where you're offering a wee bit of cash along with it as well. Um, yeah. A lot of podcasters will be open to negotiations once there's <laughs> some money on the table, would not they? Yeah. So Yeah. I mean, a lot of podcasts, you know, standard kind of CPM for an ad is, you know, $25 per thousand. 
So all of the podcasts that are somewhere under a thousand listens, if you can offer them $25 for an episode, often that's just a nice little bonus, pays for their hosting for the month. And actually it's really fair given the, the listener numbers. So yeah, even if you have 25 bucks, go out there, find a set of small shows um, you might be able to get some good um, play on them. And I often argue that small shows like that tend to have a much more specific, targeted, loyal audience. So actually you'll get a much better conversion on you know 500 listeners to a little show with a really loyal audience than you will 5,000 listeners on a much more general kind of show that's been around for a while. And a lot of those listeners have maybe lapsed, but are still subscribed, that kind of thing. So yeah, worth a go. Now, one other tool worth looking at as well for this is one called Spark Toro. So SparkToro, I think.com, but maybe just search that in Google. You'll find it fine. And its principle is that it helps you find associated audiences. It's not podcast specific, but it does work really well with podcasts. So if you go in there, there's a part of the tool where you can type in a podcast, a show. So you can type in your show or you can type in another show that's got a really similar audience to you. And basically it can tell through trawling social media, it gathers all its data from Twitter, Instagram, all those different places. It can say, anyone who listens to this show is most likely to listen to these other shows. And it'll list 10, 15, 20 or more podcasts that are really closely associated with that other show. And it does it by like, you know, somebody has said on Twitter, oh, I really like this show, but they've also mentioned they write this show another time. So it's like, it's actually sourced from real people mentioning these things. So it's really cool. Uh, and it will give you a really good list of podcasts to go and try and track down, to get in touch with. So that could be a really good way to source a set of podcasts to actually, um, to actually track down and try and try and set up that deal with. All right. What next, Matthew? What else did um, Andrew ask again? Remind me. <laughs> yeah, he was asking about um, podcast recommendation emails. So I'm assuming this is sort of like, mm. you know, an, an email you could subscribe to that will yeah, recommend yeah. podcasts. Yep. To me, I've not got a huge amount of experience with these with these things, but it really depends like on the, if there's a niche or topic. I, I really don't like the idea of just getting an email which has like, you know, here are here are some podcast recommendations this week, and there's no curation or anything Just like that. Just a delay general, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if there's an appetite for that at all, but if it's something, I mean, uh, take uh, Evo Tero's, um his newsletter at the end. end. Isn't so it? it's, yeah, it's yeah. all fiction podcasts. It's all audio yeah. dramas. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, the, the readers, the subscribers of that email, they, they know what they want, and they know what he's serving up to them. So if you could find you know, a, a, an email in your topic or niche, then I would say, yeah, like if the price is reasonable, if you feel you could afford it, then go for it. But I'd, I'd be wary of just paying to get it in somewhere that's, you know, here's a list of podcasts because um, yeah. I'm, I'm dubious as to, to whether you'd see any results there. I what get do you it. think? Yeah, I get you. I'm, I'm not really, I've never subscribed to emails like that because they're so kind of topic um, divergent. <laughs> like you'll get what a recommendation for, like I said before, a, a cricket podcast and then an American football club podcast. And then rarely can you find more than one or, or even zero in the, any given email that applies to you. So they are tricky, but I th- 
The good thing about email is that it's really stats driven. It's quite easy to see the results. So certainly like there'll be people out there that write these kind of recommendation emails um, and they'll be able to show their stats. So they'll be able to show like the opens, they'll be able to show the number of clicks, they'll be able to show the results that they can get for, for a podcast out there. So Andrew, if you do find one, if you do follow some of these emails, get in touch and ask about the sponsorship. They'll know, um, they'll know their stats. They'll be comfortable with sharing them because that's how these email newsletters, if they sell slots, I sell it. That that's kind of what's included in their media pack, the click-throughs, all that kind of stuff. So certainly they'll be able to help with that, like how effective it is. So it's worth worth following up and asking, certainly. Um, but I I'm similarly wary uh, of using emails like that, certainly. Yeah, worth just a final note, um, referring Andrew to the episode last I was gonna say last week, it didn't come out last week. The last episode, because we were talking a lot about uh, overcast ads and pay-per-click and stuff like that. So there's obviously mm-hmm. no need to revisit all that, but it is available mm-hmm. for you on the last yeah. episode. It might be of interest to you as well. Perfect. All right. Hope that helped, Andrew. Hope that was useful. Uh, do get back in touch if you have any follow-ups. Always happy to uh, to hear some follow-up material and we can help you again. All right. Next time around, we have Yvette. So here is Yvette's question. Hey there. So I would like to know what your thought is on variety shows. So I've got a variety podcast and I feel like everybody else who has a specific topic that they are so much, uh, there's so much more that they can do. So my question, I guess, is am I just destined to not be able to do all the things like merch and stuff like that because I won't settle on a particular topic? Or is there a way to kind of massage a a a variety show to the point where you can actually pinpoint and target people and things what's your thoughts good question good question so this is down to the good old uh, niche question but kind of a good angle on it actually a bit of a different angle um any first thoughts then matthew yeah um so variety shows i mean i think of it realizes you know that they can be problematic because they don't have a an immediate hook. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously as just coming back to that, you know, there will be a reason why she's doing a show like this. You know, it's to cover things that she's interested in. But yeah. I mean, I feel there still needs to be sort of a glue that pulls all the things yeah. that are covered together. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It needs to be like that's the biggest trouble, isn't it? Like finding listeners is hard enough. But then if you actually don't have like a really specific kind of goal, aim, problem, theme, something that really ties it together, like you say, Matthew, the glue, like how do you attract them? I don't know. I mean, it's, I think there are ways though, aren't there? Like the the way that I think about it sometimes is that it's the psychographics, isn't it, Matthew? Like rather than demographics, you're thinking about psychographics. So demographics is kind of the equivalent. The niche equivalent of that is that you've got people who do diving and they want to hear a podcast about diving. It's people who are a certain thing. But psychographics is more how people think or maybe a kind of angle that they have on life or something like that. And so maybe it's more like... Um, you know, it could be people who are new mums. Uh, so they think about things in different ways and therefore they want a variety show, which is all, you know, life 
as a new mum. So then you can cover nutrition, you can cover exercise, you can cover like socializing, mental health, like you can have a whole kind of well-being show around that potentially, because it's all people from different walks of life, all different types of people, but they just happen to be in this same situation where they're all thinking the same right now because they're a new mum. That's the thing. So I think that's how I kind of think about it. I'm not sure. What do you, what do you think, Matthew? No, it's great point. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yes, there, there, there has to be there has to be something out there that tells a listener this is the show for you, because even if you cover a topic that's that's going to be really interesting to to that person, they still mm-hmm. probably won't find it because it's not immediately yeah. obvious either no in the show's name or the yeah. description. Or, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, it, it's tricky, but I mean. It, 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 it was funny what you mentioned, like it feels like a show with a topic and a niche can do more. I know you meant merch, but like that, there's that irony, isn't there, that doing less somehow frees you up to do more. But yeah. I think it is true, like when you niche down. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe there's things you could look at. You might be doing this already, but like recurring segments, you know, the the tip of the week, the whatever, you know, you know the sort of stuff I'm talking about. And if you're looking to end up making things like merch, maybe they could kind of riff off these things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 it undoubtedly is trickier when you're Aye. when you're doing that wider topic. It's often that it often kind of transpires that you can end up doing a much more variety show later down the line. But it's because you've at that point established the way that you think. Again, that psychographics thing is the way that you think. Like, um, I always think Tim Ferriss is a good example of this, the Tim Ferriss show. He is an utter, like it's complete variety. He talks to all sorts of different people. I was listening to an interview he did with um, a magician recently, but then you've got like CEOs of massive corporations and then you've got sportsmen and singers and all this kind of stuff. Like the variety on there is absolutely nuts. But it's always with the lens of the way he thinks as in how do they do um what's his kind of thing it's like how how do people become world class isn't it like how they learn and how they get better at what they do essentially that's what he always digs into so that's the kind of psychographic side of it how you think so it doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter what age you are what gender all that kind of stuff you can find a kind of commonality in that way of thinking. Like if it's something you want to get the detail on how people become world-class right down to like the minute by minute way that they wake up for the first 60 minutes of their day, that kind of thing. So I think that's probably what it is, isn't it, Yvette? Like you, you need to find something that ties together that variety. And often it comes down to you. Like the, the Tim Ferriss show was because that's the way he thinks. That's his, the way his brain works, the questions he asks. So there's something around the way you function of it, the way that you think, the way that you act in life that is common with all sorts of different people that are not like you potentially, but actually it ties you together in the way you think. So there's something around just trying to drill down to that how your brain works, how your mind works, like you, how you function in life, that you can find people like you in that sense. So I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's kind of how that that kind of angle potentially works to help you create a show which still has variety in terms of topics, but it's the angle on those topics that ties it all together. Okay, let's move on then. Let's get on to Samantha's question. So here we go. Here's what Samantha was asking. Hey, my name's Samantha Varner, and I'm the host of She Needs Grit podcast. 
I am currently trying to grow my email list through my podcast, and I'm just wondering if there are any specific tactics that you guys know that have worked really well to get people from the podcasting space into the email marketing space. Thanks so much. Okay, perfect. Good question, Samantha. And always a good approach as well. Try and get people onto a a different space that you can kind of more easily um, push information to them as opposed to wait for them to come and listen to your episode. Uh, So Matthew, anything to start with on here? Just the observation that it's, it's a funny one, this, because I usually hear the reverse. Like I usually hear from folks that have a really good following on their email and they're trying to get folks to move over yeah, to the podcast and they're sure. struggling with that so i yeah. it's nice to see that the problem runs well not nice but it's, <laughs> it's interesting um, definitely worse both ways, both ways yeah but, uh, <laughs> i what's your initial thoughts here then colin yeah I, th- I think the biggest thing here is repetition and consistency so uh the consistency part being a short link hey eh, matthew like a, a a link that's really memorable um, that is really obvious that you just repeat and repeat and repeat every single time. And it's always the place to go to get the kind of next level of stuff, the next level of information, the kind of supporting information, whatever that is. So there's a couple of ways you can go about this. Um, you can either have a short link related to whatever domain your podcast is on. So we are the podcast host. So we can have thepodcasthost.com forward slash email, for example. And then that would die, that would kind of redirect towards an email signup uh, page. So that's one way. But equally, you can also get a domain um, separately. And there's so many domain extensions now that you can get. You can get a really nice short one. So we've got, um, what is it, podhost.me is one we use, podhost.me. You can get, I think you get .mail. Can you, Matthew? Have you seen them around? I'm sure there's like a .mail extension. Um, anyway, if you could get something like that, you know, you go uh, mytopic.mail or whatever you can go towards. And that can redirect towards uh, um, an email signup as well. So that's that's the first thing. It's that repetition and the consistency. And mentioning that on every single episode to go towards to get, you know, something extra, something that's of benefit to these people um, having just listened to the podcast. So what do you think you put on them then, Matthew? What kind of stuff can we offer as a wee bonus? Yeah, it needs to be something they can't get on the podcast. So, yeah, some sort of lead magnet. Again, totally topic dependent, but yeah. it could just be a compilation of like the most frequently asked questions that you get. Yeah, uh, It yeah. could be based on feedback you've had from guests over time on the show. Just mm-hmm. putting together that, um, you know, whether it's a nicely designed PDF or something like that. But you get that if you sign up to the, to the yeah. email list. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or a checklist or something like that. Like checklists always work really well for us. Go over there and you can get this checklist, which guides you through whatever we talked about today on the show. Um, You can go as far as, um, do you remember uh, Amy Porterfield, Matthew, you came across her show? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She used to do a really cool thing where um, she actually had a lead magnet for every single episode separately. So she'd talk about like how to uh, update your bio on Twitter to grow your followers. And then she'd have a a checklist, which was here are the seven things that we talked about today. Go over to uh, mylist.com to sign up um, and we'll send you it straight away. And that was just something that happened every single episode. And that's a lot of work to make it for every single one, of course. But So you don't need to do that. You can have something more general related to your topic. But um, 
you know, it's, it's some kind of little bonus that you can get. Could even be like, have you ever done much with um, premium content or what do you call it, behind the scenes content, bonus content, whatever you want to call it, Matthew? Have you ever created that for any of your shows? No, my behind the scenes is far too boring. <laughs> but uh, no, I know, I know, some folks make it work. Yeah, I think that can work really nicely too. Like we recorded an extra 15 minutes with today's interviewer or um, I recorded an extra 10 minutes, which talks about, um, you know, the kind of context behind this episode or something like that. Um, And you can say you can sign up. If you sign up to the email list, uh, the following week, you always get the kind of bonus content for the current episode. Something like that can really encourage people to sign up to it too. So um, yeah, that makes sense, I think. Have, have a go with that, Samantha, first. Um, and if you aren't doing that already, I think you should see your numbers pretty uh, quickly escalate as long as you're keeping that consistent, like I say, and making it really easy for people to do it too. All right. Now, Terry, to finish off, let's see what Terry was asking. Hello, guys. I appreciate your help to the podcast. My name is Terry, and I co-host a show called All About Home Construction. After listening to several of your recent episodes, I am working on improving the titles of my own episodes. One other podcasty thing that I need to improve on is the show notes. So I'm curious, what do you feel is the most important things to add in the show notes? And also, can that be a separate call to action aside from the one that I'm already asking for in the actual episode? Thanks a lot. And I really appreciate your help. All right. Love this one. Show notes. Always the tricky one for podcasters. eh? No one likes a show note. We're talkers, not writers. eh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, I'm just not very good either but uh, <laughs> I, I like I like how Terry has used the word improve and not just write because these days yeah. like with AI exploding and chat GPT and there are other tools available too you can just have your show notes written for you now by AI mm-hmm. but he's specifically asking on improving so it's not yeah. just the act of just getting these generated show notes like yeah. how do we how do we actually create show notes that we're satisfied with and that the, the listener or reader finds useful? Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, the, there's a full spectrum that we could go, isn't there, from the bullet point list to, you know, a, basically you're coexisting with a blog, you're writing a blog post around them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, that's the kind of ideal, isn't it? That you have a blog post that basically covers the same topic that gives people something to go back and recap to read it again, to get the points again, um, and really kind of, and also that's like a big SEO thing as well. Like people might find that blog post first and then end up listening to your podcast episode too. One of the most underused ways of growing your podcast audience to me is actually creating that good blog post. And like you say, Matthew, that's just like really easy now with AI to get a kind of first draft of that put together, put your transcript in, say, turn this into a blog post, um, and then you can edit it to put it in your voice, eh? Yeah, and I mean, Terry's asking, like, can they exist as a separate resource? And and that pretty much is how they would exist as that separate resource, because they're on then your, whether it's a WordPress site or built on another platform, you know, Mm -hmm. the blog post exists, it's got your player in there, but your show notes also exist anywhere your listener is opening, whatever listening app it is, and they'll be able to see your show notes in there too. Yeah. But yeah, I would. Um, I, I think having the, having your own website is a no-brainer, and treating these as you know, I'm not just creating a podcast episode here, but this is a blog post as well. Yeah. I think if you've got the time to do that, it's it's by far the most effective strategy. Absolutely, but there are there are a bunch of little things that you can add that are specific to creating a blog post based on a podcast episode. 
really tying it to that audio too. So should we let's go through a few of them, eh, Matthew? Like what? Yeah, sure what do you think? Thing. What's some specific audio related parts that you would add into that blog post based on the, you know, making it a show notes version? So are you thinking things like time codes or that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, little features like that. Yeah, there's quite a few here. We've got our um, we've got our podcast show notes cookbook that I recreated years ago. It's got a bunch of these in. It's in our um, in our academy. Uh, so I'm, I've got that in front of me. I've got a wee advantage here, Matthew. Let's see. We do that. Uh, what's that old game? I say something, you say something, and we'll see who runs out first. Yeah, I'll be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you've got the cheat, the cheat sheet in front of you. But yeah, let's sheet. do it. Let's do it. I'll still beat you. Here's the challenge, <laughs> right? Okay, I'll go first since I've got the cheat sheet. Uh, okay, I'm not going to steal your time codes. You can do that one. Uh, I, I think a really good one is key takeaways. Like if you actually create a little section, which is literally just a bullet point list of here are the top three, four, five things that you should take away from this episode. If you um, if you don't want to listen to it fully, you don't want to read this blog post again, here's a bullet point list of three, four, or five things that were my key takeaways from this episode that you can put into action. So I think that's one, just a wee section on that. So I've, I've nothing in front of me. I've nothing in front of me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> what about a nice quote from the guest that uh, could be shared out on my favourite thing, which is social media? Could we do something like that? Yeah, nice, nice. You didn't even use your time codes one there. You've got that in the bank here. Uh, right, uh, lead magnet. So we have mentioned that. Definitely put in a wee section around, like um, you're going to mention your email list, like we said to uh, Yvette. Um, no, Samantha it was, sorry. Like we said to Samantha, you're going to mention the, the email list and the lead magnet, like whatever that bonus is. Um, but put that in the blog post as well, a wee section, uh, how to download it, how to sign up for the membership, um, sorry, for the subscription list. Um, so you can get it sent to you. That's one. What else you got, Matthew? Well, it, it kind of overlaps with your mm-hmm. um, key takeaways, but like follow-up resources, anything yeah. mentioned, you know, I would have a list of those as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, follow-up resources. I like just a list of kind of things mentioned in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, transcription. So put a transcription in there. Uh, you've built the blog post potentially using AI. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've just written it. But you've also got a transcript potentially from that audio. You can get that done free in many different places now, um, whether it's your host or other tools. Uh, so pop that transcription in there. Um, whether it's a link to something separately or whether it's kind of a our template used to have a wee expandable section um, where you could put the transcript in there so it didn't take up the whole page or anything, but people could read it if they want to and download it. What else, Matthew? I've got nothing, honestly. Nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing, nothing. else. Well, I, I, I wouldn't have anything else if I didn't have my cheat sheet here in front of me. <laughs> I, I quite like. Uh, so another one I've got here is tasks and next steps. Uh, so um, like a task list. I've said before the takeaways, but what do you actually do with that? Like, give them a list of three, four, five tasks that they can actually go. Like a checklist of here's what you do next with this information. Uh, oh, the next one's quotes, Matthew. You've stolen that one. Yeah. Uh, ne- I must remember the resource from back in the day. <laughs> um, next week is a great one, actually. So, like, mention something that's going to be on next week. Uh, we often say this about on the show itself, like tease. If you know the topic of next week's podcast, tease it on the show. Um, but equally, I, you know, you can put that in your in your podcast show notes ep- um, as well, like just to say... So that's the topic we covered this week. Come back next week because here's what we're covering. Then what else have we got? Subscribe buttons, prominent subscribe buttons, of course. 
shareable images, just like that quote. Um, contact me on social, like ways to get in touch on social. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there. Tell you what, if you want the full detail on this, do go over to our community. Um, you'll be able to get the um, podcast show notes there. So pop over. And the time codes we mentioned that a couple of times. That's really just, if no, people aren't clear on that, that's really just putting in um, a little guide to the show. Like two minutes and 30, we talk about this. Four minutes and 27, we talk about this. Um, so it's really just a little time code guide to the show. And I've had um, that created by... Uh, chat gpt and other ai tools as well so you can actually get that done really nicely by ai now as well just get them to say just say give me the time codes and a guide to this episode okay anything else for this episode to ask that's the last question yeah i did uh, i did promise on a recent episode that anyone who sent in a voice question would go in the old hat for a to draw a, a 25 dollar amazon voucher so <laughs> yeah, cool we got 10 in total, didn't we? So uh, we, were, yeah. we, were, we were joking about what, but we weren't joking. I was deadly serious about what dice we could use. So <laughs> it's a D10. D10 I just, nice. I've got polyhedral dice here. Good, good. Okay. Uh, so we do that straight after the show. Or are you going to do it now? I could just do it now. I mean, <gasps> why not? Oh my goodness. Live on air. So what can go wrong? The way that these uh, are listed in Speakpipe... Uh, okay. We yeah. go back to John, John Lacey, Obi Wan, Marty two, Matt three, James four, Floyd five, Michelle six, Andrew seven, Yvette eight, Samantha nine, and Terry ten. Okay. Nice. Okay. Cool. Let's roll my dice. Eight. Eight. That was Yvette, I believe. Is that right? Yvette, congratulations. Yeah, it surely was. It was, yeah. Perfect. Okay, good stuff. Well, thanks for the question, Yvette. But thanks, everyone, for the questions. It's been really fun, actually, doing these. Um, so as usual, yeah, let's let's continue it. I mean, we'll, um, we'll take a break and do some other stuff on a few future episodes, but we'll come back to these in future. So do stack them up and we'll keep... Uh, periodically doing Q&A episodes as soon as we have two or three to answer. So uh, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash voicemail, thepodcasthost.com forward slash voicemail, and you can put them in. If I All sent right. one in, would we answer it? Do it. Put it in a It'd funny voice It'd be weird, as wouldn't well. it? <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to do some kind of silly voice and see if I don't recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tr- I'm going to try that. Yeah, I'm going to try that. <laughs> no doubt, there's an cool. AI tool for that somewhere. Indeed, no, well, there definitely is. Absolutely is. <laughs> and I'll say before we finish up as well, please do check out Alitu. Alitu is our podcast maker app. So whether you're just starting your podcast or way into your podcasting journey, Alitu is designed to save you time, make it a lot easier to actually create your show. It does call recording, so you can record calls. Uh, or interviews or co-hosted shows uh, with those uh, with that tool. You can record yourself into the solo recorder. It will clean it all up. It'll do the noise reduction, the auto EQ, all that kind of stuff, make your voice sound sweet. You can then edit your audio straight in there. It's full audio editing, but assisted and made much easier with our podcast-specific editor. You get a transcript in there, so you can get these show notes made much more simply, just like um, just like Terry was asking. And then it's got hosting in there as well, built in, up to a thousand downloads a month, and then standard kind of pricing for hosting beyond that. 
So yeah, go over to alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U.com. And you'll get a seven-day free trial to give it a shot. And we'd love to hear what you think if you do, actually. Always willing to get brutally honest feedback. Um, so yeah, that'd be great. Go over and check it out, alitu.com. All right. Cheers, Matthew. Any plans for the rest of the day? Uh, certainly not eating. I was I was just thinking the time to go and get something to eat, but no, it's not. No, it's not. That will be tomorrow no night when I have no my chance. dinner. Tomorrow night. What you got? What's that? Thirty six hours. From no, no, much. it's more than that. I'll be kicking on for seventy. Oh, then. sorry. No, I meant from now. But yeah, you'll be seventy total. Oh, I, yeah, I'm I'm creeping up to the forty mark just now. Ooh, so cool. It's all good. It's all fine. Yeah. I'm still I'm still getting a black coffee. I, I don't know that I could just do the water only without nah. being an absolute demon, yeah. uh, more think, so than I am already. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think most most people seem to think that coffee doesn't affect it too much. Eh? There's no evidence to show that it does, I mm. believe. So We'll get a voicemail now from like a fasting expert who will be yeah, outraged. Totally. At please do, coffee. please do. Send it. Yeah, send love it. to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> cool well thanks Matthew and thanks you out there for listening to hope you got something out of this hope you can send us a message for future um, we'll do it in a future Q&A we'll see you then have a good week <laughs>